0: This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I am so thankful you're here today. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Lily Trotters, which is my favorite compression sock. If you haven't tried them out yet, you need to give it a shot. They are cute, they are functional, and I wear mine all the time. They also have these cute crew socks, so you can get full length or crew. I wear the crew socks a lot more in the summertime. Lily Trotters has been sponsoring this podcast for years. They were one of my very first sponsors, and I'm so grateful for their continued support you all can try them out. Get yourself a stylish pair of compression socks from this woman-owned business when you go to lilytrotters.com and use the code another at checkout. That's lilytrotters.com. Use the code another for 25% off your order. All right. Today you are listening to episode 256 and I'm talking with Danny Jones. Danny recently joined the Boss Hard Training Group out in Boulder. She's a three-time NCAA champion. She ran for coach Mark Wetmore and Heather Burrows and also trained alongside Jenny Simpson for quite some time. Danny was a standout in high school. She won two state cross-country titles in high school. She set state records in the 1600, the mile, the 3200. And as a senior, she won the 800, the 16, and the 3200. Wow. She went on to be a four-time NCAA champion. In 2017, in the indoor 3000 meters and the DMR. In 2018 and 2019, she won the cross-country outdoor 5K. Tying for the most national titles in school history, with Jenny Simpson and Adam Goucher. In 2019, she won the Honda Sports Award being named the best female collegiate cross-country runner in the nation. She has a 5K PR of 1517, a 3K PR of 902, and a mile PR of 427. Now, this weekend, this Saturday, June 27th, her and her teammates with the Boss Hard Group are going after her mile PR at altitude, which is 436. So they're all gonna be racing a mile, trying to break that 436 at altitude. While chasing this fast time, they'll be raising funds for the Sachs Foundation, a nonprofit corporation whose mission is to provide educational opportunities to black and African-American residents in Colorado. You can pledge now or make a flat out donation follow Danny over on Instagram Dani, D-A-N-I dot Jones, and that's Jones with two S's to learn more about what they are up to. I am so excited to see what Danny's future holds and I'm looking forward to you all getting to know her a little bit better in this podcast as well. All right friends, enjoy my conversation with Danny Jones. All right, well, today on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Danny Jones to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. Thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: How is your day going? You just told me you just got done at the gym with your team.
1: Yeah, we had a track workout this morning and a little gym session. Um, Did some faster track stuff today, so if I'm hacking, um, I apologize. (laughs) Got a little track hack going on right now, so... What was the workout? Uh, so we had some fast reps, and um, a nice little time trial at the end. Ooh. So we got to kind of test our speed a little bit. Um, we have a race coming up in about a week and a half, so trying to test the wheels a little bit. So it's it's been exciting. Yeah.
0: Okay. So is this the race where people everybody's trying to beat your 4:39 mile altitude?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's funny cause I'm on the team now. Um, but since I wasn't on the team when I ran the record, uh, it doesn't count as a boss record. So we have mm. to, we have to get it back <laughs> to, so to, so to speak. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I see
0: what you're saying. Okay. So when you do the race, will you all show up on the start line and like just race each other?
1: Yeah. So we're hoping to have, um, someone from the team pace and we're really lucky because, we have great numbers and obviously really great talent. Um, So we can, we can have races just amongst our team and, you know, hope to run pretty fast. Um, Yeah. Hoping for at least one pacer. Um, And then, yeah, the rest is just us running a mile together. So.
0: Yeah. It's such a weird time. And I guess I don't know if teams do that regularly anyway, but just since there's no races getting creative is probably super important. Have you ever done that in, in team settings where you race each other to kind of simulate that environment?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was really lucky at CU because there is tremendous talent there. I always had McKenna Morley and Sage Hurta and uh, obviously, you know, Jenny and Sarah who are professionals running under my coaches. Um, So you know, my, my 5K PR is from me and McKenna just going out and pacing each other and trying to run fast. Um, so that's something I'm used to and something I've uh, grown to enjoy. And, um, so hopefully it feels, feels familiar while I'm out there, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I know. That's so exciting. Tell us, uh, the 439, that's at altitude, uh, what is your PR not at altitude for the mile?
1: Yeah, so the... The record is 436 at, mm. um, I'm saying at altitude. And then, yeah, never on the road. But um, I ran, I think, 427 at Milrose okay. this past indoor season. Um, I honestly haven't had a lot of uh, shots at sea level miles because my favorite thing to do and my coach's favorite thing to do while I was at CU was run elevation miles at our home track. It was always so fun. We had such great um we had a great indoor track and we have great fans who just really appreciate the sport so that was always my favorite meet running at the sea the and running a mile but doesn't leave you with a lot of opportunity right. to run sea level miles so um but yeah I'm I'm happy to to be doing it again I have a lot of experience in it so um hopefully that gives me a little confidence going in yeah
0: yeah now that you're a pro does it excite you to go I mean I guess you could have done this before you're pro but like does it excite you to go do like the uh, fifth avenue mile and races like that
1: yeah super excited um you know I've got I've experienced some fun meets like that like the New Balance Grand Prix and Millrose um but I've just you know gone all through college watching meets like Millrose or sorry um meets like fifth ave where you know Jenny and Emma were competing and um the environment looks you know really fun um and obviously <clears throat> being on a in the NCA like it doesn't give you that flexibility to do meets like that but I'm super excited to, to have those opportunities yeah
0: yeah Jenny's the queen of the 5th Avenue mile
1: yeah I think that's a fair statement yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right
0: yeah so okay and I want to hear about your relationship with her and and so many other things but first let's talk about your life growing up, and I read that you're from Indiana, which is where I live. So that was super exciting to read.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was in, so my whole family is from Fort Wayne, um, <laughs> which is, you know, a pretty small place. But um, I moved to Arizona when I was about 10, so I think I half grew up in Indiana. But mm-hmm. yeah, both my parents ran for Indiana State, and um the majority of my family is still there uh and now my agent's there so a lot of connections in Indy for sure
0: yeah I also heard that you were a big Peyton Manning fan which was exciting as well
1: yeah I'm a really big Peyton Manning <laughs> fan so um was bummed when he went to the Broncos but you know I was also in Colorado at the time so it wasn't like the biggest bummer in the world so but yeah always been huge Peyton Manning fan same with my my family yeah big Colts fans
0: Yeah, you were only here till you were 10. But the Colts, the Colts fandom stayed with you throughout.
1: Yeah, well, they stayed with my parents. And yeah, I just remember going to um, like restaurants all the time when I was a kid and just like watch like parents made me sit there the whole game (laughs) and, you know, watch the whole and at the time, I didn't appreciate it too much. But um, I'm glad they made me do it. Now it gives me something to root for.
0: So yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and you mentioned <clears throat> your agent. I saw that you signed with you're with Howie, which is exciting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Howie's the best. Super excited to be working with him and his agency. Um, he's just um, been a great like supporter as well as um, obviously um, professional relationship with him. But yeah, super excited for for uh, our time together and we're off to a, a great start. So I'm glad to to be with them.
0: Tell us how that panned out and what that looked like going, like deciding who you were going to go with for your agent, because after the kind of career that you had in college, I'm sure that <laughs> a ton of people were interested in working with you. So what did that look like?
1: It was a lot of time on the phone. Um, I had kind of a unique experience, um, just, you know, with all the, uh, Corona and the, um, you know, having to be in quarantine while all this is happening and while, um, I was making this decision. So normally agents will come to you and you'll meet them in person and, um, you know, get to do fun stuff like that. But I just spent hours on end on the phone. Um, but, like Howie says, you know, we want to do our due diligence. And that's what I was trying to do and um, add this long list of questions. And um, so it definitely took a lot of time, but it was obviously worth the time. It's a big decision. Um, And after a few conversations with Howie, I I knew I wanted to work with him.
0: What were some of your biggest uh, questions that were most important to you to make sure that uh, like that were most important to you for the relationship you'd have with your agent?
1: Um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of track logistics stuff to work out um, asking them what uh, athletes they already work with um, just to minimize uh, conflicts when getting into meets and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I honestly ask questions like, how did you get started? You know, I I'd love to hear about their history and why they, why they did what they did and um just thought it gave me a good idea of what I guess what their intentions were and like what their backgrounds were and um I just felt how he had um we shared a lot of um like our morals are really similar and that um I just had a a feeling that he was going to work really hard for me and um I liked that his agency was smaller and so uh it was just a good it's been a good fit and I'm is definitely the, the easiest decision that I've, I made.
0: So talk to us now. We're going to go back just a little bit before we come back to forward motion. Talk to us a little bit now about um, being such a standout in high school, being a name that people know and are watching and kind of the mental feelings around that. Because I imagine when you go to a start line and everybody knows, oh, that's Danny Jones, like she's probably expected to win, you know, that that can take a toll on someone at the age of 16, 17, 18, when you're going after all these state titles. Uh, And I know that for this episode in particular, we'll probably have a lot of younger listeners that are competing. um, And they would love to hear how you felt in that position. So what did that pressure feel like? And how did you deal with it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the time, I felt like I was in high school when high school track and field started to get, Mm -hmm. it just like was starting to become more competitive and girls were running times that, you know, were never expected from high schoolers. Um, So I was in high school with Elise Cranny and with Christine Aragon and um, Alio and these girls are running you know, 4'10 and under and 1,500 as high schoolers. Um, So I never really felt that I was um, the best by any means. Um, I more felt that I was, you know, trying to keep up, you know, and it did – I did have a slow, steady progression in high school, which is what I was most proud of. Every year I PR'd and every year I got to go to one more, like, cool meet, you know, like Brooks PR and stuff. So I think just having – great coaching and just making small goals every year. Um and I felt like one day I just looked up as a senior and I was on the line with those those girls and those are girls that I still compete with and um they still make me better, you know. So I was really lucky to have uh to have that and to, you know, experience girls who were just absolutely crushing expectations. So but yeah, the pressure was that was definitely my first taste of it. Um, but I think when you're ignorant to it and you're just having fun, um, it makes it a little easier. Uh, I remember my coach coming up to me, my, one of my last um, races as a junior, and he was like, congrats, like you just, you just earned yourself a college scholarship. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like I thought I had a college scholarship before this. Like I just <laughs> had no idea. Like I just, I was so like dazed and confused out there. You know, I was just trying to race and like, have fun, so um, and I was happy that that was my mindset too because I think it can, uh, can get in your head a little bit. But yeah, I definitely had a good experience in high school.
0: This podcast today is also sponsored by Curex. Curex makes a big difference in the support you feel when you run. They have the leading over-the-counter insole that is highly customizable and provides dynamic arch support okay so what i love about curex is on their website you fill out an identity profile so you fill out if you have a high medium low or flat arch if you're angled in if you're straightforward if you're angled out and they then select the orthotic that is custom for how your feet are shaped so the curex run pro insoles which is what i use they were designed to reduce foot pressure and increase comfort They are rated number one in comfort and foot pressure relief, and they offer a 60-day warranty even if the product has been cut to fit your shoes. Alright, so if you are looking for a little foot support like me, definitely check out Curex. And actually, someone in my Facebook group had just posted about these insoles uh, before the spot ran, and she needed to order herself a different size and was so nice to gift her pair that she had with another person in the group, which I just love so much. Uh, You all can save 15% off your pair of insoles when you go to curex.us. That's C-U-R-R-E-X dot U-S. Use the code IHA15 for 15% off a pair of Curex insoles. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Danny Jones. That's a really healthy perspective because... When the pressure gets that heavy, when you're that young, at what point do you burn out? So it's really cool that you had that kind of low-key mindset about it. Who who was your coach in high school?
1: Uh, so I actually had three coaches in high school, which is um, – Wow, like they rotated through? Um, yeah, so when I was younger, I had, um, I had a different coach for cross-country and track. And then when I was a junior and senior, uh, a new coach came in and coached everything. Um, But I I, normally that I wouldn't uh, recommend that for a young kid, but I think I did take a little something from every coach and I learned something from all of them. They're all so different. um, And I'm really grateful that I got to work with all of them. Um, My first track coach was just really wanted us to enjoy it. You know, I was only I started running when I was fifteen and um he was really about just like finding the joy in running and you know we'd we'd work hard but you know there are days we'd run to Baskin Robbins and mm-hmm. eat ice cream and then run back. Like <laughs> and that was I think that was really good for me. Um and I had another coach who is primarily a weight coach and he just loved the sport and loved how tough it was. So he, you know, taught us a lot about mental toughness and, um, (laughs) a lot in the weight room too, um, which ended up being useful in college. Um, and then my last coach, uh, Jeff Messer was, I'd say he was the most experienced, uh, of the three just in terms of being a, a track and cross country coach. And, I think that's when my training got to be more serious, and um, you know, just taught me a lot about commitment and um, being smart with with running. And that was my last two years I had him, and I, I ran for uh, thirty nine in the mile under him. Mm-hmm. So he he's an amazing coach, and uh, you know, and all three of them were were really good for me in the long term.
0: Yeah, is he the, <clears throat> is he the coach? Messer is he the coach that told you congratulations you just got yourself a college scholarship
1: (laughs) yeah he did (laughs) what race was that uh that was dream mile my junior year um we went to Florida to run there were like qualifying races where if you won you got to go um and I won by like a hair and I got to go and then I ended up being I ended up doing pretty well I think I ran under 445 but um yeah, he just went up to me. He's like, "Well, you get to run in college now." I was like, "Okay, <laughs>
0: sounds good to me." Thought I was already doing that. Yeah, I was like, "All right." Okay, so yeah. one more high school piece before you move to college. I have mm-hmm. this in my notes, and I'm like, "Is this true? This is crazy." You won the 800, the 16, and the 32 state title all in one meet.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> I that so. is
0: insane. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's becoming more and more common. Um, but in Arizona, it is um, I'll give, yeah, I'll give the Arizona high schoolers a little bit more credit because it is not an easy meet. It's, um, it's over a hundred degrees every mm. every time. So, um, yeah, it's it's more about the getting through every yeah. every race. But, um, and yeah, you that end with the three thousand two hundred. Right. Yeah. Like that's last. I know, and that was a really tough one too. I remember that. Um, But yeah, it's funny because now I'm friends with my sister was in those races with me, and one of my best friends that uh, you know we kept in touch all through college. She was her and my sister were always battling for for second and third. So we always joke about, and you know send each other those podium pictures too. It's pretty fun to look back at.
0: That's awesome. So your sister was second or third in all of those races as well.
1: Yeah, I think she was second in the mile and the the, mile that year. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How many grades below you is she?
1: Two years, yeah. So she's going to be a senior at Georgetown this year, and she she runs there.
0: Okay, so does she run for Coach Milton? Oh, no, he Um, moved, didn't he?
1: No, no, yeah. So, no, Milton's at North Carolina. Oh,
0: yeah. He was at Georgetown when Emily Enfield was at Georgetown, and then he moved, I think. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, how cool is that, that you both run so competitively? And I wonder if your sister and you tell me, is she, does she want to go pro? Like, is she watching you thinking, oh my gosh, I could maybe be in that same position in a couple years?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, she's something about Miles Bailey. She's, um, a very well-rounded mm. person. Um, I always tell people that, you know, she's like me. She just has, like, a better personality. She's funnier and, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, super smart, really athletic. Um, so she can really do anything anything she wants. She's a really talented writer. She's in the business school at Georgetown. So, um, yeah, I think it's fair to say that I, I look up to my little sister. So.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. You mentioned awesome. that you – started running when you were 15 and I'm just curious uh, with both your parents running for Indiana state, did that, was that something that they just kind of let you choose to do on your own mm-hmm. or did, you know, cause I throw my kids into like, you know, little fun runs right. here and there. So tell us about that.
1: Right. Yeah. My parents were like that too. We'd, I remember Thanksgiving, they're like, all right, we have to, even if we didn't like sign up for a turkey trot, They'd say, we're running three miles before you guys eat. But, I mean, that was the extent of it. And I give them a lot of credit because they – I was always playing sports. Mm -hmm. And I was never great at a lot. Um, So there (laughs) was a lot of, like, painful years, I'm sure, for my parents watching, (laughs) like, Little League baseball and Uh soccer. And they never – obviously, they like watching track more because that's what they love and that's what they did. But they never – pushed Bear to do it um maybe Bailey a little more because Bailey didn't want to play any sports and it was more like a last resort yeah. it's like okay if you don't like this we can be done but yeah. like um but with me it was like they never I wanted to play soccer in college and they they were fine with that um but yeah I really just started because of Bailey Bailey started running before me okay and Maybe this, maybe this was more intentional than I think it was at the time. My parents started telling me, you know, I think Bailey might be able to get you in a mile. Like, she's pretty good, and I was like, "Oh, screw you guys! Like, I'm going to jump in there. Like, I'm just going to do it one time, and I'm going to prove that you're wrong, and then I'm going to go back to soccer, and then I just never went back." So,
0: and so that was that your sophomore year? When, is that when you were
1: 15? Oh no, that was, I think I was going into high school. Okay, so I, I was probably 14. Yeah.
0: Okay, 15. so. Now, obviously, you did not play soccer in college. You ran, uh, I did not. <laughs> yeah, you ran uh, under Coach Wetmore and Heather Burroughs mm-hmm. at Colorado. So tell us why you decided to go to Colorado. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, that was – I took a lot of visits and talked to a lot of coaches, and it was just one of those things where I had – I wanted to go where – I trusted the coaches and where there was a team and a group of women who could push me. And that's what I had at CU. And, um, you know, Mark could have told me to, you know, jump off the roof and I would have done it, you know, and, and that's like, that's what I I've always needed. Just someone to, and that makes running easier, you know, someone telling you what to do and you just trust it and go do it. Um, so I always had that with Mark and Heather and, I always had girls who were better than me and I give that all the credit to you know the success that I had. And that was definitely the, the best decision that I made.
0: Yeah. People talk about that a lot. Train with people who are better than you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kicks your butt. It yeah. kicks you where you need to be. Right? Yeah.
0: Tell us what are some of the biggest lessons you learned from Mark and Heather in your time at Colorado?
1: Gosh, I recently was thinking about some of my favorite memories with them. And um, as a freshman, I was running at the regionals and it was just like a mess of a weekend. Like they, there are tornado warnings, so they canceled the prelims. And so you had to be top two in the final to make it to NCAAs. And Heather went up to me and said, you're going to take it. And because that's your best chance like going through and uh, I thought okay and we were walking to the tent and I think she could sense like my nerves and she said you know what I want you to go in there and I want you to pretend like you own the place she's like you obviously don't you're a freshman but like (laughs) I want you to try and um and I think that was important for me to to understand and to learn just to to have confidence and um and to, you know, track is more than fitness. You know, it's being an intelligent racer and a student of the sport. And Mark and Heather always sat down with me and, um, you know, we'd watch races and we'd um, talk about my strengths and we'd talk about, you know, mistakes I made. And um, I think that's just made me confident, you know, during competition. And uh, it's definitely something I'll take with me throughout my career.
0: That's so smart. I listened to Kobe Bryant on a podcast episode after he died, and it was Mm -hmm. obviously the episode was recorded before he died. But he talked about how he watched tape after every single game. Like he never missed watching tape. And I wonder if as many runners do that, as in other sports you know and I'm in track it's so tactical especially in these faster races so is that something you think that you'll continue to do throughout your career
1: yeah absolutely I don't think you can ever get too comfortable and I think yeah being confident is one thing being being overly confident is another so yeah
0: yeah, it makes me wonder, like when Kobe was talking about it, I was like, I wonder if any, everybody else at his level is doing that after every single game because you can be really good and you can have a lot of natural talent, but then what are all of the extra things that you're going to do to make yourself Kobe Bryant level, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, and at this level, everyone's really talented. Exactly. You know, no one's gotten this far without being really talented. So.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned the like uh, track is so much more – than just being really fit, and I think that if anybody's a fan of the sport of track and field, they see those qualities of having the tactical things down in their head. They see that in Jenny Simpson, and that's someone that you have had the opportunity to run with and work with for a really long time. so I would just kind of love to hear about your relationship with Jenny and what that was like training with her
1: yeah, absolutely um I was that was another part of see. I, I was really fortunate to have her around um she really took on uh, a big sister role and um you know I think people say similar things about Shalane Flanagan um but yeah Jenny was that person for me and um she was always someone I could talk to um you know about track and about just life in general um And another really cool thing about Jenny is that she uh, has a lot of faith. And that was another cool thing for me to see, you know, we got to, I, there at the the end I was going to church with her every weekend and my assistant coach Billy. And um, that was really uh, special for me. And, you know, having role models, you know, obviously in in track is important, but uh, as people, they, um, they definitely took on that role as well. So yeah, it was just super, super fortunate to have her around and um, I'm sure we'll we'll continue to, to uh, you know, be friends and um, see each other around Boulder and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's really special. And I think that I'm sure that Jenny feels similar sentiments that your relationship was really special in that way. Do you feel like, does it feel bittersweet to be moving on to something different? You're excited, but also like probably hard to say goodbye
1: it's really hard to say goodbye it's it's, you know people have invested in you that's what your are what happens throughout your career you know um and you know moving on as is a, is a part of a part of life mm-hmm. but um it's still really hard to walk away from people that you felt um you know put so much into you as a as an athlete and as a person um and it's not that it's not because you care less or love them any less. It's just, um, you know, personally what I felt was time, you know, for something new. Um, but, yeah, it was it was extremely difficult, yeah, to step away.
0: Okay, so you've joined the Boss Hard group. Tell us why you chose this group.
1: Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's, there's a lot of reasons, but um, – first of all, it's been just a a really easy transition. Um, the group being in Boulder, um, getting to stay in a place that I, I really call home now. Um, and, um, the training has been, uh, it's certainly, it's been a change, but it's been, um, a smooth transition, um, just coming from, or being with people who were buffs, um, you know, there's Laura and Emma mm-hmm. and Joe, uh, Nick and Maddie, you know, they're all, they all came from CU. Um, we all have, uh, similar experiences and, uh, strengths in that way. But, um, yeah, Joe's just an extremely, um, intelligent coach and he, he's just always adapting and he individualizes everything, which, um, is really important to me, not just to, you know, be another number, especially in a, in a big successful group. Uh, and then the girls have been wonderful. You know, they're all, they all bring something else to training. And then, you know, they all have great, you know, fun personalities. But yeah, there's people who are super speedy. And there's, you know, we have people who are like Laura, who run the marathon, you know, we just have this like extreme, range of talent and every day I'm being challenged and that's what I had at CU and that's what I wanted going into my pro career. Um, So that's just to name a few. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of the women on the team who is closest to you as far as like distances you're racing. Is it Aisha?
1: Aisha, um, Corey. Yeah. Kind of the exciting thing is that there's girls that can run really good 5Ks and really good 15s and just kind of depends on the day. So yeah, there's a lot of, of great, um, great, uh, people that can, that can push me for sure.
0: Yeah. So how, how strange is this? It's just such a strange time. Like you were about to jump into your senior year of your spring season and just like, I'm sure you had your sights set on taking some big titles and everything's just kind of halted. And now you, are transitioning to your pro career. It's like, it's like, um, going to the next chapter without finishing the last chapter.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good way to just explain it. Actually. Um, I think I've told other people, I just felt like, like we knew it was going to be over after this year, but it was just such a abrupt and like shocking end that I felt like I didn't get a whole lot of closure. Um, but something that I just keep, telling myself is that um, I don't know if things would have worked out the way they would have mm-hmm. um, if it weren't for all the craziness. So sure. um, maybe there's some some blessing in, in disguises going on. But yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, to look for look to the future and, you know, hope that um, things start to get better for everybody, you know.
0: Yeah, it is kind of wild to think about with everything that's happened with COVID and just the, how the world is right now. And if you picture yourself at these meets and like you said, you would normally meet agents in person and, you know, Mm -hmm. and probably go talk to the groups in person and, in and tour, tour their group and run with them for a couple of weeks. And it's like, man, yeah, you could have made a totally different decision.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been completely different. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just one of those people that think everything happens for a reason. So, yeah, um, that gets me through day to day and, <laughs> uh, I'm still, yeah, I'm in a good place, you know, despite, despite everything. So I'm, um, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, your college career was quite the successful career and I would love to just hear you share with us of all of your NCAA wins, all of the big races. What is your what stands out the most? Like what is the one race where you're like, I just like felt like my true self then.
1: That's tough. Um, I mean, I think cross was just like such a dream. It was like one of the few times where all the times you've like imagined best case scenario and it doesn't normally pan out that way, but it, it did, you know, like, I won the individual title and then I turned around and my whole team was there within like 30 seconds and it was just, yeah, it was just such a blur and such a dream. And it was a huge confidence booster for me just cause I never, uh, considered myself much of a strength runner and mm. yeah. And it, it really just was like the perfect cherry on top of, uh, my career. But, um, at the same time, like my outdoor title in the 5k, it was 'Cause everything leading up to Cross Country was pretty seamless. You know, the team was doing great and I was healthy and training well and I was happy and but going into outdoors I had really struggled and um you know, been injured all through indoors and was really on and off and um had some, you know, stuff within my family that had gotten difficult and um and it was just one of those races where I, I got to the line and I'm like I I'm just glad that I'm here and you know, whatever happens, I'm, I'm proud to have finished and <clears throat> made it this far and, um, to have won a title after all that really, you know, that gave me confidence too. Cause it's, um, that's just how life goes, you know, stuff, it's not always going to be perfect leading into big moments and, um, you gotta rise above it sometimes. Um, so yeah, that doesn't that doesn't answer your question. I, I just like named all of them, but <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, though. they're all, they like, all they're meaning. all like special in their own way, I would say.
0: Yeah, they all had their own meaning. I love that you brought yeah. them all all in it. Um well when you mentioned coming back from injury and walking through hard times with your family at such a young age, like how did you like do you think you fully grasped what was going on? And how did you walk through that? How did you get through it?
1: I mean, I I say all the time, like, I, I'm extremely lucky because I, I just had great support. You know, I had, um, I felt like everyone, there were like, <laughs> just a group of people around me just like holding everything together. <laughs> um, you know, my coaches were great and really understanding. And um, obviously, my family was around and I'd really supportive friends in Boulder at the time, you know, the team, and then, you know, I had friends that weren't even on the team that, um, were great as well, and it just, it definitely took, um, it took an army for sure, um, to get me there, and there were moments that I didn't, I had almost had enough, but, um, yeah, I, I got a little push from someone different every day, and, um, I owe them I owe them the world for sure.
0: It's crazy because that really wasn't that long ago.
1: Yeah. It was about a year ago. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder now too, if, if you'll even look back in five years and think about times like right now and think I wasn't even that far removed, you know? Right. Because a year goes by so fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does. It definitely does. It doesn't feel like that long ago.
0: What's your advice to someone who might be walking through something like that?
1: I mean, for me, it's, and this is advice that my coach gave me is just don't pretend, you know, don't hold, hold back. Um, I was emotional when I needed to be emotional and mm-hmm. I was happy when I was happy and I just let myself feel what I needed to. Um, and I went into racing just, and you know, this goes for everything, else, everything else that you need to do. You know, life doesn't stop, but um. I just approached it, it had to be a happy thing. You know, it couldn't be an extra burden. It had to be a way of, right. Yeah. It had to be a release rather than a stress. Um, and you know, that's, that's all people, um, around me. That's advice that, that they gave me and what I, um, was trying to, uh, or what I'd remind myself of all the time. Um, but yeah, just letting yourself feel what you need to feel and, getting through one day at a time but um you can get through more than you think I think that's moral of the story um just a lot a lot stronger than you think you are
0: (laughs) yeah I think that's such a good message that running should never be the extra burden in your life like it should be your Mm -hmm. release if I'm hearing anything from that it's like if it if it is feeling like a burden when other things are hard then you probably need to reconsider what's what you're doing Hey, everybody, another quick break to thank a sponsor for this episode, and that is Prevenex. I recently mentioned on the last two episodes about their Joint Health Plus product, which is amazing. It's clinically proven to reduce joint pain and stiffness and improve joint flexibility in seven to 10 days. It is such a great product for runners. I want to tell you about a couple other products that I use every single day, and they're my go-to staples in this house. Okay. First of all, I have four kits, right? That's a lot of kids. And they have Supervites, which is a chewable multivitamin. I don't know about you guys, but it is really hard to get my kids to eat a very well balanced diet. And the really cool thing about these vitamins is they contain a blend of 28 organic super fruits and veggies. Okay, so this is what I do. Two of my kids want to eat them like candy. That would be. Lewis and Sandy, surprise, surprise! If you know anything about my kids, that should be no surprise that those are the two that want to eat these vitamins like candy, uh, and my other two like them in their smoothies. So I make smoothies on a regular basis for my kids because it's a really easy, simple way to pack a lot of nutrients in a calorie-dense snack for them that's going to fill them up. So I actually make a protein smoothie and sneak in their Supervites into that smoothie. I don't even sneak them. They know they're going in. They just like it like that. I also, in that smoothie, I use the Previnex Neurify Plus Vegan Protein Shake. I use it for myself. I use it for my kids. It is delicious. I prefer the vanilla, but they also have chocolate. So head over to Prevanex.com. Use the code ANOTHER to get 15% off your order and check out all of their amazing products, you will not be disappointed. They're also a company that does a lot of good work in the world. They have a give back program as well. It's just too much to talk about. I can't get into it all right now. Go to Prevanex.com and use the code another for 15% off your order. Link to that will be in the show notes. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Danny Jones. So. You talked about winning the cross-country um, NCAA title mm-hmm. and how that was like you you had never considered yourself a strength runner and obviously cross-country is a strength thing. And that made me think of when I recently interviewed Aisha. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how one of the things she values about your new group is that you are all very focused on – like strength, valuing strength work and things Mm -hmm. like that and being strong. And so I wonder, had you heard that talked about and did that play into the decision to join that group?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had conversations with Joe just about um, the kind of training that they did. And um, I think they certainly value strength as a runner, you know, but also, you know, strength in a gym and um fueling so you're strong and um yeah it's definitely like the overarching theme of of the group for sure and that's something I really value as an athlete too
0: so okay races aren't happening right now but you guys are doing that mile next week is there anything else like loosely on the horizon as things sort of start to open up that you think might happen
1: um, you know, we're we're really not sure. Um Joe is working tirelessly to get something going for us. Um we we're really just hoping for some opportunities. Um obviously times don't count right now, but um we just feel it's important as track runners to, you know, do some racing um and to build some confidence and have a, have a peak in training. So, um, we're going to keep trying. I don't know when the opportunity is going to present itself, but we're hoping for, to race a few times this summer, not just, um, at the end of this month.
0: Yeah. What are, so what are you most excited about for 2021 then?
1: I mean, the trials. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I'm also excited to, um, have opportunities to race with this team Mm -hmm. um something really cool that we're going to be able to do is we're going to get to go to races and just pace each other to good times and um you know i feel like i have a lot of room to improve in the mile and 1500 but also in the 5k Um, so i'm really excited just to get those opportunities indoors and hopefully get some get some standards and prs along the way Um, but yeah, just for for things to be going again too is um, something we all miss, and we're hoping it'll it'll get back to normal soon.
0: Can you tell us what other groups you were looking at?
1: Um. Well,
0: <laughs> is that a, is that a bad question?
1: <laughs> no, it's not a bad question. I was just curious um, myself. I'm just not. I'm not sure. Um you'll see there there'll be some like new arising groups uh, oh, that'll, really? that'll show up later later this summer. Oh, cool. Um, that I, I talked to, um, but yeah, other than that, I really, I really wanted to stay in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I had a conversation with Joe, I was, I was pretty, pretty set and, um, didn't really feel the need to, to have some more conversations. Um, and I got lucky in that way, but, um, yeah, it just, it just fit what I was looking for perfectly. And, um, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been great.
0: Okay. So we just got insider information that there's more new groups popping
1: up. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't too much, but I don't think so. It'll happen.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's, that's awesome. Okay. So speaking of the trials, um, do you think what you would have competed in, in 2020 do you think that will be different in 2021, or is it just too soon to tell?
1: Uh, in terms of event, of events, event, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I have, I still have no idea. That um, I didn't know before, and I don't know now. Um, you didn't know what really, you were going to do. No, yeah. um, I think it's really just going to depend on how racing is going. Um, we'll run some fifteens and some fives, and we'll see what I'm confident in and how I'm doing. Um, yeah, you have to get standards first. So, right. um, but yeah, that, that's exciting though. I, I don't feel, um, I don't feel like I have a story, um, is the clear answer and that it, it like is a little stressful, but at the same time it's exciting cause I can, um, it really just like depends on my fitness and, um, how I'm feeling. And, um, I think either way, like i I could be confident in, in two different races, which is, um, kind of exciting.
0: What do you love more right now though? Like if you were going to race tomorrow, does your heart say 15 or five?
1: Normally I'd always say 15 just cause I, I love the intensity and I love the tactics. Um, but I don't know, my, my, I've been a little more excited about the 5k since the end of college. Um, and I, I really go back and forth. It really just depends on the day. I don't, I don't have a clear favorite. I really don't have a lot of experience in the 5k. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it depends on the day. Honestly, I get I'm excited about both. So.
0: Which one hurts more?
1: Oh gosh. Honestly, I've had some pretty painful races either, <laughs> either way. I ran a five k indoors this past year, and my sister and my mom were there, and my sister said she looked over at my mom with like two hundred to go and she was like, she's gonna get through the like however many she's gonna get through like the two hundred to go around I think it was like fourteen like 45 or something and she's like and she's not even gonna make it like she was like and I went around the corner and like it was like I was still on the turn like my Uh body was just like going sideways and my sister was like oh she's swimming like she's not even running anymore (laughs) like she's oh I think it was that was so painful but um certainly had some 15s that bit pretty hard too so (laughs) yeah it just depends I guess
0: (laughs) Oh man. Who's a 15 or 5k runner from like all time that you just have always looked up to?
1: I mean, Jenny, um, (laughs) Jenny is an, an easy one. Um, she's just one of the best ever and she's the most consistent ever. And you know, people she's 34 and she's still running 1500s and yeah. And running them really well. Um, And that's, yeah, I just, I think that
0: says enough. Yeah. I feel like typically people are moving up in distance by, by 34, similar to Nick Willis though. I just interviewed him and he's he's like 37, I think. And I, I heard him before I interviewed him, I heard him on another podcast saying that, um, he thought he would just stick to the 15 regardless. And when he wasn't fast enough to do the 15, it was just time to be done.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I give them credit. That's that's really impressive.
0: Okay. So we're going to wrap up with some end of the podcast questions. I have a couple fun ones I'm going to add in. First of all, I did a fun little series during quarantine and I was having people, I did like a bonus episode every week and I had people list their favorite happy song. So I wonder if you have a favorite happy song, just like what's the song that puts you in a good mood?
1: goodness it changes all the time um i really uh I'm like huge on country and country's just so happy um gosh I really like 21 summer by brothers Osborne that's like one of my favorite I don't even know if like I'm sure some of the country fans will know what that is but it's not like the most either that or like um is that new country no, I don't think that's super, I mean, it's, yeah, it's Is it like pop new. country or um, like
0: old school country?
1: Eh, it's probably pop country. I'm not going to pretend I'm like a true country fan, but um that are like old Chris Brown or old Usher, like <laughs> confessions and stuff. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah, like one end of the spectrum and the, the other. other. So, right. Oh, <clears> Usher
0: <throat> confessions. That was, that was my college days for sure.
1: So, So
0: good. You were like five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It just never dies. It's so good.
0: I know. Well, I think that album specifically, these are my confessions. I think that came out um, when I was in college. Let it burn.
1: Let it burn. Oh, so good. This is so (laughs)
0: embarrassing. I remember in college, I was going through a breakup and let it burn I remember like playing that song and like being sad to that song because oh of you are breaking not up. the
1: only person you're not the last person to do that like, <laughs> everybody's in there
0: oh we are thinking of you all if you're playing let it burn right now <laughs> there you. might be some high school kids this listening or, Yep, this is for you guys shout out shout We're out like to conditions. Usher shout out to Usher for getting us <laughs> through those breakups also Brian McKnight I want to give him a <laughs> shout out as well that might be way too old school for you.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I even. That was can... high school for me. Okay, I'll have to I'll have to give that a listen. I know later. I
0: can't think of what the names of the songs are, but there were a couple good breakup songs that he had.
1: Oh yeah, this is the best kind. Even if you're not going through a breakup, is, <laughs> it's just so good.
0: <laughs> so good. Okay, you have to pick three pro runners to travel the world with for the entire year, and you're like. All over the world, just experiencing the coolest trails and um, culture. Who, and it could be anybody, dead or alive, any, distance. Uh, three pro runners, anybody? Yeah. Oh, man. Who do you travel for an entire year with? It's a big commitment. You got to spend a lot of time with these people.
1: I know. Honestly, like, this is going to be such a, this isn't going to be like the most fun answer, but I have yet to travel with this team and I'm really excited to do it, <laughs> especially cause so many of them are like so experienced. And um, I think something cool about our group too, is that like they're, they really are, they're really serious during race time. And then, you know, they're, but they're also really social and mm. enjoy themselves when it's all over. Um, gosh, but most experience, I guess like, I mean, Emma has a lot of experience Overseas and Ish and maybe Corey. I don't know. I'd pick any three from our team. I think. Yeah, I won't make you pick
0: from the team because that'll be awkward. if any of them listen. Why didn't you pick me?
1: (laughs) Right, right. I know, but yeah, super excited to do that. I've honestly never been overseas, so I'm I'm really excited.
0: Do you like? Do do you like the idea of traveling?
1: I do, just because I've never done it. Maybe I'll do it and think differently. But yeah, I've never um been to Canada, and that's about it so <laughs> I'm really excited to yeah to see a little see a little more experience a little more
0: yeah you have a lot you have a lot ahead of you to do a lot of traveling ahead of you to do right yeah. uh okay what is one thing personally or professionally that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet
1: gosh I mean something my mom is just like instilled in my brain is that you can't be a washed up runner. So, um, I want to have a career when I'm done, um, and go back to school Mm. and go back to school uh, again.
0: You graduated though, right?
1: Going back to school again. I just graduated. I'm already thinking about going back to school.
0: What's your degree in?
1: Uh, psychology and speech language, hearing sciences. So I'd like to do maybe pediatric audiology. Um, but yeah, I just know I want to go back to school and I want to um, yeah, either get my master's or a doctorate or you know whatever it is. So
0: not allowed to I'll be a washed up runner.
1: No, not that's what she says. so <laughs> but yeah, have to have to do something else. The second them.
0: you start commenting on those terrible message boards we'll we'll contact your mom and be like, you might want to have a talk with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> uh,
0: what's an accomplishment you're most proud of?
1: Um, gosh, I think I'm most proud of, I think being on the team that won a championship, um, I think it's one thing to do it on your own, but it's really difficult to have, to be a part of like seven women who run extremely well when the, when the time is right, um, so having achieved that as a group, you know, a lot of people, professionals won NCAA titles, um, but not a lot got to experience that. So I'm proud to have been a part of that. And um, it's definitely my, my favorite memory and uh, best moment in college. Yeah,
0: it's so, pretty special.
1: Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Do you keep in touch with your teammates that were on that championship team?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, McKenna Morley's, my best friend and um, yeah, some girls are still on the team, but a lot of them are off doing their own things and um, yeah, hopefully we can, I mean, that's, that's something we'll, we'll always, we'll always share and that'll always be special to us. So I can't see them being out of my life anytime soon.
0: Who's someone fun, motivating or inspiring you'd like to have coffee, tea or cocktail with?
1: <laughs> Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> We're right back to it again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna get old before you get tired of that answer, but yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> so cool.
0: This is a really dumb question, and I should know the answer. Being from Indianapolis, did he has he retired?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, retired. <laughs> like, when did he <laughs> I'm well, glad that was a question I could answer. I'd feel really dumb if I couldn't.
0: <laughs> has it been a while though? I mean, I remember when he went to play for the Broncos, and then like you had certain Colts fans like becoming Broncos fans because they wanted to
1: follow the right, guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was. He wasn't with the Broncos too long, um, okay. but yeah, I was one of those, one of those fans for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you you can do that though, because you de- it it's bad if you live in Indiana.
1: I was Arizona. in Colorado. Yeah, so you were in, in Colorado. Com- you
0: literally lived there, so it was acceptable. Right. <laughs> um, what is the best, most recent book you've read?
1: Um, so I read uh, "Defining Decade," and I would recommend that um, for anyone in their twenties, because it just, uh, I think it's, it's from the, it was written by a psychologist, I believe, who worked with a lot of like 20 something year olds and just, um, kind of walks through, I think there's three sections, like career, um, love, and then, uh, a third section, I can't, the name's escaping me, but it just, um, I had some really cool stories about people my age and um just how to navigate kind of weird, confusing time in your life, which is what I'm experiencing right now. So yeah, really good. Would definitely recommend it.
0: Yeah, you're plunging into adulthood full force right now.
1: <laughs> full force, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's fair.
0: It is a confusing time. <clears throat> it's I remember it well, but it's yeah, you're gonna look back and your twenties will be awesome. It's an okay. exci- it's an exciting. It's it's a hard time, but it, like it's a weird time, but it's an exciting time. So so yeah. many things are going to happen in these next 8 years. It's so
1: exciting. Definitely. Yeah, exciting and scary, but um, yeah, um I'm excited for it. It's definitely like a weird it's not what you thought it was going to be time in your life, I'd say. Like Yeah. There's it, more to figure out. You just kind of thought when you were a teenager, you just thought everything was going to into place. it's definitely not how it works. <laughs> like that's super ignorant to think that unfortunately.
0: And then you're still in your third and then in your thirties, you're like, how do I have, how do I have kids and like all these things? Like how I'm not an adult. Like I, it's funny <laughs> the older you get too, because I feel like even in 10 years, I'll still feel like I'm still growing up <clears throat> and, yeah. um, yeah, it's just it's a strange it's a strange thing getting older.
1: Uh, yeah, it's good to hear because I I definitely don't feel grown up.
0: So. <laughs> you should not. You should just enjoy not feeling grown up. Okay, great. Um what is your one message to send to the world?
1: Oh boy. Um so something that we've been talking about a lot uh at my church is just to love your neighbor and I think that's a really important thing to remember, especially right now, um, just to be, be good to each other and respect one another. Um, say, I love your neighbor has been, um, kind of echoing in my head a lot lately. Um, that's something that I think is really a valuable thing and what, you know, we should be living by right now and all the time.
0: I love that. Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I loved it. That's a great time.
0: Hey, everybody! Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Danny, for sharing your story on the podcast. You guys can find Danny on Instagram. She's Danny Jones with two S's. I'm on Instagram, Lindsay Hine six two six. You can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Hine, and you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine where we have a group as well. Head over to the show notes, lindsayhein.com, and check out our wonderful sponsors of this episode that I'm so thankful for Prevenex, Prevenex.com. Use the code another for 15% off your order. Curex, the best insoles for your feet to feel healthy, Curex.us. Use the code IHA15 for 15% off your order. And of course, my friends at Lily Trotters, the best compression socks on the market and they're super cute. Lilytrotters.com, use the code another for 25% off your order. Friends, I appreciate you so much. We've got some great episodes coming up, including episodes with Mary Kane, Diane Newcurry, and so many other great ones. If you are enjoying this podcast, consider leaving us a rating and review. That is one of the best ways potential listeners can find us and check out the other shows in the Sandy boy podcast network, the up and running podcast with Lauren Flores and Abby Stanley and the illuminate podcast with myself and a variety of other hosts who are doing really amazing work. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and as always, I will see you next Friday.